Here's your host, Brandon Rathert. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and this is Stephanie Bell sitting in for Brandon Rathert. After all that illness, I think he deserves a little bit of rest. We are glad to have producer Hannah back with us this morning, and you sound as good as new, Hannah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, some time off did me well. Good. Well, we are uh, excited to welcome Congressman Luke DeMeyer into the show. A lot has been happening in D.C. under some pretty tight deadlines. Congressman Luke DeMeyer, tell us about this latest government uh, spending bill. What do we need to know? Well, I think it's a typical spending bill from the standpoint that extends uh, all existing programs plus uh, a bunch of ex- other stuff in there that uh, it doesn't is, doesn't need to be in there. Uh, we're very disappointed with some of the uh, Democrat plus-ups and the fact that they didn't do anything with the border wall. Um, you know, they plussed up some things there to take care of the detainees, but they did nothing to improve the the the, um, uh, the border patrol's ability to control the border. Uh, there's a lot of money in here for smart green new deal stuff, and um, unfortunately, uh, it, there's not. A, it, it's it's just a compilation of uh, one last licked by the Democrats to get their wish list of things done, and that's kind of what all it boils down to. Blaine, the other work you guys just did recently was the National Defense Authorization Act. And I know it's something we've talked about before over the years. Finally, and especially as it affects junior enlisted people in the military, a pay raise and some better benefits for families. Talk to us about that. Yeah, we were facing a crisis with the, the men in the military from the standpoint that a lot of them are getting out. The recruiting is way, way down. Uh, I can tell you from the number of applicants that we have for the military academies that uh, we normally have anywhere from 18 to 30, and this year we had a total of eight. Uh, that's really significant, and that's kind of the problem that's going across the board for the military uh, itself. So uh, to be able to retain those folks, actually keep up with inflation, um, to allow them to be able to, you know, there are some of our citizens, too, that are putting their lives on the line and uh, need to be rewarded for that. And uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's high time we be able to, to reward them for staying around, incentivize them to stay around, and hopefully incentivize more people to come and participate um, in the military as well. Congressman, we appreciate you joining us and um, look forward to having you on uh, more regularly. And you're going to represent part of Columbia now in the new Congress and uh, Ashland and Hartsburg. You've also got Cooper County, so our listeners in Boonville and also Montauk County. So the folks in Tipton and uh, California will be representing as well. I'd like your take if you if you have uh, heard anything. Um, I've been following. You probably heard my reporting about the Geiger Gas Company based in Boonville. They're a Missouri-based company. Their main headquarter here is in Boonville. That's why the lawsuit was filed in Cooper County Circuit Court. But the Attorney General has filed a scathing lawsuit against them, alleging that they failed to refund customer prepayments for propane gas. Uh, There's some very specific allegations in his suit. I'm not going to get your take on the suit itself, but have you heard from any of your constituents that have been impacted by this closing and what's happened with this company? Yeah, we did. Um, I guess it was uh, last Friday, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> uh, or Thursday or Friday. And, uh, yeah, we, we received news that they were closed down, and our constituents were out literally on the cold mm-hmm. uh, without any propane. And so we called um, 
the uh, the gentleman who's in charge of the propane association, and he was aware of it, and he was working to try and get other propane companies to come in and, and uh, fill those needs. There is a law in place that says uh, you, you can't, as a propane supplier, can't go in and fill somebody else's tanks. Uh, so that law, we had to go to um, uh, Governor Parson and get that law waived <clears throat> so that the other companies could come in and and keep people's uh, propane tanks filled enough to get them through the holidays here so this thing could be resolved. So, yeah, it's a, and apparently, um, from what uh, we were told, uh, it was sort of just uh, open today and tomorrow they're closed and nobody knew anything about it. There was no, uh, <clears throat> I think they indicated they were getting in, in getting ready to close down, but nobody knew the exact date and they just basically turned the, the, the key on the door and walked away. And so, um, yeah, we've been involved in trying to be helpful to, the, uh, the the propane companies that are left and uh, provide whatever information we can to the Attorney General should he require that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a very, very sad situation, uh, very tragic for the company to go out of business. It's very, it was, wasn't handled quite well, um, and a lot of people are being hurt, but hopefully the uh, Propane Association has been able to get uh, their members to uh, fill the gaps and fill the tanks and um we're happy that the governor stepped in and was able to waive that law for a, at least for a short period of time here so when people can, you know, have their homes warm for the holidays and get this thing resolved. Yeah, Congressman, we appreciate you following up on that. That's that's some good news, and that's developing. That's brand news uh, to us. Your office has been involved, too, so we appreciate yeah, that. And, yes, the law itself is on the books. It has been waived, essentially, with the executive order. There will be an effort in the next legislative session to repeal that by Senator Caleb Rowden and Representative Tim Taylor, but we appreciate you following up. And if you hear anything else on uh, Geiger, please let us know. We appreciate you keeping us posted. We are absolutely, ta- absolutely. We you. are talking with Congressman Blaine Luke Demeyer. Congressman, talk to us about the border. We've seen so much in the news uh, over the weekend about the the cold and the storms and the blizzards up in the Northeast. Talk to us about the border. Is it time? to give the U.S. military and maybe even the Missouri National Guard a bigger role in the border again? Uh, I've always said from the beginning that's part of the solution. I think, um, you know, enforcing the wall, enforcing the, the border itself is important to be able to have a sovereign nation. I mean, we're one of the few countries in the world that have a border like this where we just let people come walking across uh, and basically nothing's happening to them. I mean, this is this is this is tragic what's going on, especially when you look at some of the nefarious characters that are coming across, as well as all the drugs and uh, the, the, the crime that's coming with it. Um, I've always said from the very beginning as well that, you know, we've actually got two problems here. Not only do you have a problem with illegal immigration, you have a problem with legal immigration. We need to fix the legal immigration problem so you incentivize people to come in the country the right way. And you can sort through all these folks and make sure you keep the, the bad guys out, and that forces the bad guys to come in the wrong way, the illegal way, and you have a better chance of catching them then if, you, if you're not inundated by what's going on with the border right now. But you've got to have a system that allows people to come in here uh, in an orderly fashion, track them, be able to to find them when they're when they're here, and if you have a legal immigration system that allows that to happen, you certainly incentivize them. But the people who come here just to want to work and support their families or come to visit or whatever, uh, they they can come in the right way. Sixty percent of the people who come here don't want to stay here; they just want to come and work and go back home. So. Um, what we're seeing right now is is basically one of Saul Linsky's principles of just you overwhelm the system to the point where it can't function, and then you can then you can uh, do what you want to with it, and that's that's one of his principles in his Rules for Radical book that is 
it's, it really is a primer on how you how you destroy a, a, a democratic society, and that's what this is one of the ways you do is you overwhelm the system. That's what they're doing. Um, you know, and I think you know, you know, John, you hit on a on a on a, on a perfect solution here, which I said from the very beginning is we need to be having uh, you know the, the our national guard, army reserves, whoever, just taking a, a tour every so often. Uh, you know, when they have two weeks of, of, of national guard duty, they can go do the border for two weeks, um, and it take it turns around the country of people going down there and accommodating and helping out the border patrol. Uh, one of the things that's happening with the border patrol is they're sitting here spending all their time processing instead of being on the border patrolling the border and so if they just had some other people for instance the national guard and and as as rear support for them to do the processing of these people it would would certainly be helpful so there's a there's a lot of ways this situation could be helped but it's obvious this administration does not want that happen they want the this the 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 total discord that's going on there, the overwhelming of the border, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's obvious then to, so it begs the question, to what end is this supposed to be going? And it's just pretty obvious, I think, they just they just want to overwhelm the system and perhaps have some new uh, new uh, voters for themselves and, and just have a way to show that they're in charge and everybody else, um, you know, stand aside. So I, it's really, really a bad situation. It's not going to get any better with these people in charge. And I think you've really hit on some viable solutions <laughs> for the border issue. One problem that's been weighing on my mind is these recent uh, intentional attacks on power substations. We've had some uh, over the holiday in Washington before in North Carolina. Um, you know, what can be done at the federal level or at the state level, um, and how concerned should we be about these attacks? Well, I think that they're they're going to continue. I mean, uh, our, our power grid is vulnerable in so many ways. Um, you know, it needs to be protected. Um, it's, it's a, it's a perfect place for terrorists to attack, uh, us as a, as a country, as a people, uh, you knock out our power, we're, we're, we're totally, you know, your cell phones aren't going to work because your cell towers don't work. You can't recharge them. Um, you know, your cars and everything, if you've got electric cars, how are you going to get to work? Uh, it, it totally stops your economy. And so the power grid itself is, is weak. It hasn't been, you know, we're in the process of spending money to repair it and upgrade it, but it's not there yet. Um, you know, <clears throat> these, these folks that have sat here and they say, well, we need to go to all electric cars. I mean, this, we are so far from being able to have even 50% of our cars be electric from the standpoint of a grid that can support the amount of electricity it would take to, to, to do this, to, to electrify our cars, plus the fact we haven't got enough ability to produce that much electricity. You know, California, what, about two, two months ago, said, well, we're going to have electric cars by 2035, and two weeks later they said, hey, we can't, you, you can't electrify your car. We, 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 you know, we don't have electricity. The grid's in trouble. And it, just about a month ago, Switzerland decided that they would not allow any more electric cars to be sold in their country because electric grid was, the electric grid was going down. This is how impractical what's going on uh, is by with these people thinking about this they they do not understand the 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 long term ability of our country to not do this um, it just it just isn't going to work and while it sounds like a, a pretty nice plan it doesn't really work and so they don't really care about that 
You know, I don't we, care whether I think this goes down. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, we really appreciate your just common sense insights into some <laughs> of these D.C. problems. And we hear, you know, the, the you know, these goals and aspirations up from the left and, and, you know, folks who are on the ground and right here in middle of Missouri are these things just they just don't add up. Right. And so we appreciate your insights there. Before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, it's going to be an interesting year coming up. You know, Republicans are going to take charge of the House, and that means some of the nonsense of these big spending bills is going to stop. Um, it's still going to be a divided government, so it means you don't get everything you want. Uh, the you know the other the other side's got is going to have the Senate, so you have to sit down if you're going to move any sort of issues forward. It's going to, have to be some sort of a compromise, or it doesn't get done at all, which can't happen with the budget bills and appropriations bills. So it's going to be a very contentious year, uh, two years here. But um, by the same token, uh, we're going to provide the kind of oversight that uh, we haven't been able to provide because we've been in the minority. Uh, now we'll have subpoena power. We can investigate uh, Hunter Biden nonsense and the uh, the uh, implications of the president involved in that, as well as all the other things that, um, you know, for instance, uh, I sit on the small business committee and was not able to get uh, Secretary Treasurer Yellen to show up in committee because she was required by law to have been there three times in the last two years and didn't show up once. And so I kept pestering the uh, chairman to subpoena her. She wouldn't do it. Well, you know, now whoever the new chairman is going to be of the, sub, of, of the small business committee has the ability to do that and bring her in and say, what in the world's going on? Why are you, why are you afraid to talk to the, to the Congress report, which is your duty, your statutory duty to, to, to the Congress about what's going on? So I think we'll have the ability to uh, investigate things, to make, to hold the administration accountable, expose things, and hopefully the American people will see a difference in the way that government is handled whenever we get in charge. So, something uh, to look, for the, yeah, something to look forward to in 2023. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to each of you and your families and all the great folks listening this morning. Take care. All right, coming up next, the morning bell, a new report out.